Good day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Al Watkins, and this is Watkins Word, the voice from the heartland for the hearts and minds of America, coming to you from the banks of the Mississippi River and the gateway to the west, beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. Watkins Word Studios, sitting high atop the esteemed law offices of Codner, Watkins, and Klecker, remain home to the show, committed to providing you with insight into and knowledge of the events and issues of the day. Women the world over will tell you that when a man says he did all the hard work, that simply means he undertook to sate his prurient desires while in a rigid state, something which generally requires eight minutes or less, six and a half minutes of which were spent undressing. Men the world over will tell you that women generally have it right in this regard. Men are honest that way. They readily acknowledge that the center of their universe is the very appendage that renders them a man. For any given man, neither the length nor the girth matters. For any given man, all that matters is that it is there. This accounts for why men, multiple, often dozens or even scores of times daily, will perform the requisite crotch self-grope if for no other reason than to ensure that the appendage that renders them socially unacceptable to their spouses or significant others is still there. While one would be hard-pressed, no pun intended, to identify a male who, when checking, actually discovered that his appendage was missing, this does not dissuade any man, all men, from performing the check on multiple occasions daily. Their credo is simple. You can never be too safe. And this, of course, is the credo of the day with respect to the Ebola outbreak, which is running roughshod over the globe in leaps and bounds. In the heartland of America, we appear at this time to be somewhat comforted with the thought of being in flyover land. Let the international travelers hit the coasts. We're just fine here in the breadbasket of the world. Ebola, though, has a unique characteristic which ought not be ignored by the men of the world who do all the hard work. Ebola, we know, is a virus. The virus lives in bodies, and it lives in dead bodies. It hangs around for a while after its host site is no longer living. This, like some Campbell soups, is a hardy virus, a warm virus indeed. Now, as viruses go, it is a rugged individualist of a virus. In many respects, it is like those from the heartland itself, self-reliant. Let's examine that assertion more carefully. Ebola is a virus. It kills a lot of its targets. Some of its targets survive. But even after they survive and are feeling better and are walking about town with a newfound swagger, they are walking couriers for the virus. Permit me to explain. The term sperm refers to the male reproductive cells and is derived from the Greek word sperma, meaning seed. To avoid the complicated medical terms often heard at seminars and lectures, a guy's seeds develop in his nutsack and comes out the end of his tallywhacker when he's doing the hard work. Ebola is found in bodily fluids. Spit is a bodily fluid, so is blood, so is snot. And so too is sperm, semen, the seed, also sometimes referred to as mangoo. And Ebola 
lives in sperm. And so, after a man finds himself unlucky enough to be stricken by the Ebola virus and thereafter finds himself lucky enough to survive the Ebola virus, that man is inclined to garner a swagger, a strut of sorts. He's greatly relieved. He has lived. He can now still spend a significant portion of each and every day checking to see if his package is still appropriately affixed in the appropriate spot commonly known and referred to as his nether region. This grope check often takes a wee bit longer than is absolutely necessary to confirm that which is used as the excuse for groping actually still is affixed. This in turn gives rise to stimulation, the result of which is a morphing of the strut and swagger into an all-out pursuit of that which rules a man's world, namely a moist and warm orifice. And of course, having been laid up fighting Ebola, the recovered man is possessed of a drive and urge that falls squarely outside the bell curve of the normal yen. But wait, the evil of evils associated with Ebola is the reality that even if the man has recovered that nasty virus, the Ebola virus continues to live in his liquid giver of life for up to three months. As a result, the bareback mountain approach to a man's hard work absolutely must be tempered by the use of prophylactic shields to preclude further spreading of the virus to unsuspecting mates. There are some who assert that this three-month period of cautious employment of the recovered victim of Ebola's love stick is worse than being afflicted in the first place. Of course, those who assert this are the ones who have no insight, the ones who are devoid of appreciation for all that life has to offer. These are the folks who are narcissistic, self-centered, and generally preoccupied with their own gratification, which is to say, men, all men. But then again, men... Do all the hard work. I'm Al Watkins. That was Watkins or the final word. Until tomorrow.